0: Is Smart Consulting Sourcing the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services? You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now, your host, Ellen Lafitte. Welcome back to another insightful episode of Smart Consulting Sourcing. I'm your host, Ellen, and we continue our journey into the world of consulting procurement, where we strive to arm you with the knowledge and skills to buy consulting services like a pro. So get ready for an often overlooked yet crucial topic we're diving into today, providing feedback to the consulting firms that didn't make the cut. But before we delve into that, let's quickly recap the highlight from our previous episode. First, It's important to establish your best alternative to a negotiated agreement, your BATNA, by exploring fallback options and evaluating the potential value. Next, understanding the zone of possible agreement, the ZOPA, is key to identifying mutually acceptable deals and maximizing value in negotiations. Once you have that foundation, address the key elements of the proposal, such as scope, deliverable expertise, and project duration, and negotiate for an outcome that aligns with your objective. Don't forget to scrutinize the proposal details to identify areas for potential cost savings, including travel expenses, project ramp-up and ramp-down, and external expenses. By optimizing these factors, you can maximize the value of your consulting partnership. And speaking of giving feedback, don't forget you can catch up on all our previous episodes on popular podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, and of course, all the transcripts are available on the Thought Leadership section of our website, consultingquest.com. So stay up to date with the latest tips and strategies for smart consulting sourcing, and if you enjoy your content, we'd love to hear your feedbacks and support, so don't hesitate to show us some love. Well, now let's shift our focus back to the fascinating world of giving feedback to the consulting firms that didn't quite make the cut. So we've reached a critical point in the procurement process where you've made your decision and you have mo- you are moving forward with your chosen proposal. But hold on a minute. We can't forget about the other consulting firm put in their best efforts, but unfortunately didn't win the project. So it's time to give them some feedback. And trust me, it's more important than you think. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's explore why providing feedback is essential and how you can do it effectively, whether you have plenty of time or need to provide a quick response. So let's start with that question. Why should you care about giving feedback to the consulting firms that didn't make the cut? Now, I know it may not be the most exciting task, but nobody enjoys being the bearer of bad news especially when you've built a positive relationship with your consulting suppliers. But here's the thing. They actually crave for feedback. They know just how valuable that information is and how it can help them improve. So think about it. When it comes to sales effectiveness, consulting firms often rely on a simple win-loss measure. What they really need is some real honest feedback from their clients. And that's where you come in. Right? by sharing your insight about their proposal, their presentation, their pricing, or even the competition. You're giving them the opportunity to learn and grow. You know, remember the wise words of Peter Drucker, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So your feedback becomes the measurement that helps these consultants continuously improve their services. And who knows, somewhere down the line, you might need their expertise again. And by nurturing a long-term relationship and supporting that development, you'll reap the benefit of higher quality, better pricing, and more transparent collaborations. So while it may feel like a small effort on your part, giving feedback is a win-win situation. You provide invaluable insights, help these consulting firms compete better, better in the future, and ultimately, enjoy the perks on an improved partnership. So it's all about fostering growth and creating lasting connections. Now let's talk about how and when to deliver the news to the consulting firms. So timing and communication are key in this process. Uh, first and first, it's essential to have a solid plan B in place before informing the other consultants that they didn't win the project. You know, um, by maintaining a backup option, you'll be in a stronger position to negotiate with the chosen winner and ensure that you bet you get the best possible outcome. So instead of completely disengaging with the consultants you didn't select, take the time to explain why you decided to go in a different direction. You know, provide honest feedback about the strengths and weaknesses of their proposals and how could have been better aligned with your expectations. You know, this open and constructive communication can help them improve their future proposals and enhance their competitiveness. However, it's important not to delay the communication too much you know consultants need to quickly shift their focus to other projects and reallocate their resources so by promptly informing them of the outcome you're not only respecting that time but also benefiting the other clients and indirectly yourself so it's a balance right so the best approach is to arrange a short meeting or phone call where you can personally deliver the news share your thoughts and address any question they may have these are those for a more direct and meaningful conversation. However, if a meeting is not feasible, a well-crafted and thoughtful email can also serve the purpose effectively. Well, remember the key is to provide clear and transparent communication while maintaining professionalism and respect for the efforts they put into their proposal. So it's an opportunity for growth and learning for both parties involved. What? And how exactly can you do that? Don't settle for a simple win or lose announcement, right? Instead of dive deeper and provide a more detailed analysis, highlighting both the strengths and areas for improvement. Give them proposal more substance, adding flesh to the bones, so to speak. Tell them how they fared overall. Share your thoughts on their proposal. Was it impressive or was it just okay? Did it blow your socks off? So give them an honest evaluation of the approach. Their pricing and how well they fit the project. Be transparent about why they didn't make the cut. Time to spill the tea, right? Explain the specific reasons why their proposal didn't quite hit the mark. Did there a lack of something? Is this it fall short in comparison to the competition? Dish out the details. Offer some friendly advice as well. You know we're all about helping each other grow, right? Give them some pointers on how they could have knocked it out of the park whether it's improving their proposal, jazzing up their speech, or building a better relationship with you, maybe. Here are some insider tips to help them up their game. Now, let me share an example based on a real consult- consulting project to illustrate what this feedback could actually look like in practice. So let's start by highlighting what was good in their proposal. The, the RFP factory was quite intriguing. Showing creativity and innovation. The pricing was competitive and fell within the medium range, although specifically for a six-week duration. The company boasts a worldwide reputation of delivering exceptional performance on staging projects. Now let's discuss why they were chosen. The proposal lacked an implementation phase, while other proposals included as a crucial component with a six-month duration, including negotiation and key, prov- and key providers as opposed to six weeks. Um, They had references in the pharmaceutical industry, but they're not really uh, recent. And they were concerned about the six weeks duration. But hey, here was they could have done better. Review the proposal and fix any typos, like having the wrong name for their client it's a true story, include the resumes of the project team in the proposal to provide a better understanding of their expertise, uh, provide clearer explanation for the pricing, such as why it starts from January 1st, make an effort to meet the client for the briefing and our proposal to establish a stronger connection, they didn't show up to the meetings, align with the RFP timing to ensure proposals are submitted in a timely manner, they arrived almost a week after the other candidates. So I'm sure you can see now the tremendous value that consulting firms can derive from receiving such detailed feedback. Trust me, they're always thrilled when clients take the time to debrief them, even if it's a fallback news. Show that they value the efforts and are invested in helping them improve. It's a win-win situation where both parties can learn and grow together. So another effective approach to providing feedback is by using a comparison table that list the criteria on the left-hand side with two columns for the evaluated consultants and the winner. This table allows for a clear visual representation of how consultants perform in relation to the different criteria. And so if you add the grades that were given during the evaluation session, you can objectively assess and communicate the strength and weaknesses of each consultant's proposal. This method provides valuable insight and helps the consultants understand where to improve in future opportunities. It's a structured and informative way to deliver feedback that encourages growth and drives excellence. Now, if you don't have time or if all the necessary information to provide current currency feedback, your short email can still go a long way. Let me give you an example. So, dear Joe, Firstly, we want to express our gratitude to the effort and high quality proposal your company provided. After careful evaluation and comparison with other proposals, we regret to inform you that we have chosen another consultant for the project. That's classic, right? Here's some additional feedback on your decision. We found your approach relevant and your pricing aligned with our budget. However, another consultant made a stronger impression with a technical proposal and presentation. We hope you understand our decision and we genuinely appreciate your efforts. Rest assured, we will keep you in mind for any future project that aligns with your expertise. Best regard. Bye. Right. So you see here that we gave the normal bad news section. We took some, you know, uh, pinch of salt to make sure that there was there was um, um, round, well rounded, and 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 nice enough so they don't feel like we're just like you know putting the hammer on the head. But we also gave some information about what made them not win, which was in that case mostly the presentation that was not up to par. So remember that giving feedback in a constructive and informative manner not only benefits the consultants, but also helps build long term relationships, fosters improvement, and ultimately elevates the procurement gain for everyone involved. So here's a little secret. Feedback isn't just beneficial for consultants, it's beneficial for you too. You can actively seek feedback and listen to your consulting partners to gain valuable insight into the consultant journey throughout the project and the procurement process. So this allows you to understand their perspective, identify areas for improvement, and enhance supplier competitiveness. It's a win-win situation. When you open the door for feedback, you create an environment for collaboration and continuous improvement. So you become a partner who is committed to good practices, openness, and transparency. So hearing from your consulting partner about the successes and the failures of the relationship and the project help you uncover valuable lessons. It empowers you to make adjustments, refine your processes, and work toward better project implementation in the future. So don't be afraid to ask for feedback and embrace the opportunity for growth. You know, remember, feedback is a powerful tool that can propel your procurement journey forward and lead to more positive outcomes. Together, through open communication and a willingness to know, we can elevate the procurement and achieve remarkable results. So as we wrap up today's episode, let's summarize the key takeaways. Giving feedback to consulting firms that didn't make the cut is crucial for that improvement and future success. It provides them with valuable insights and allows them to compete better in similar opportunities. When providing feedback, go beyond the win-or-lose announcement, offer a comprehensive evaluation of their proposal, highlighting the strengths, areas for improvement, and specific actions they could have taken to enhance their changes. Consider using a comparative approach by evaluating their performance against the criteria defined in your RFP. This method helps consultants understand their positioning and identify what they need to improve to secure your project. You can use tools like tables to present feedback in a structured and organized manner. This makes it easier for consultants to comprehend and take action based on the evaluation grades. And remember that feedback is a two-way street. Embrace feedback from your consulting partners as well. Learn from their insights, their successes, and their failures, to improve your own practices, and foster better demand of consulting in the future. Remember, feedback is a powerful tool for growth and continuous improvement. And by providing continuous feedback, constructive feedback, and be open to receiving feedback, you contribute to the overall development of the consulting industry, and you pave the way for successful collaboration. So keep the lines of communication open, stay committed with good practices and watch your procurement journey thrive. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoy our discussion and found it valuable, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your colleagues. Uh, We have more exciting episodes coming your way as we continue our series on how to buy consulting services like a pro, Next week, we'll dive into a two-part episode on how to write a consulting agreement. Ooh, siding! We'll begin with ex- by exploring the Statement of Work, the SOW, where we'll discuss the essential elements, the best practices, and tips for creating a pre- comprehensive and effective SOW for your consulting projects. In the following episodes. We'll delve into the terms and conditions of a consulting agreement. We'll uncover the critical aspects to consider, potential pitfalls to avoid, of course, and strategy for negotiating favorable terms that protect your interests while fostering a successful partnership with your consulting firm. So mark your calendars and join us for this informative and practical discussion. Till then, stay safe and keep up the smart consulting sourcing game. If you have any questions or need further assistance with consulting procurement, you can find me on LinkedIn or email me because I'm always waiting for a chat. Au revoir and be sourcing. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to Lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.